own Peter. And you are listening to Sex Advice for Seniors. And we're here today with Jeff Bennett from Marari Medical. You're our first guest, Jeff, that has actually created a product to do with sexual health. We've never, ever had a person on the program in all of our 27 something like that, episodes episodes that has actually seen a problem and wanted to create a solution. So welcome. Yeah, well, I'm honored to be here and thank you. And you never remember, you never forget your first, right? So if I'm the first product that you've had, you know, hopefully this will be a very engaging and lively uh, podcast because you never forget that first kiss, that first love, what have you. So yeah, so, you know, in Marari Medical, uh, we've developed a product that uses neurostimulation, basically electrical energy, to delay an ejaculation in men. Uh, roughly 30% of men suffer from premature ejaculation, which is defined as lasting one minute or less after penetration. Uh, so that's a big number of guys out there. And based on our market research, there's another 40% of men that don't meet that clinical definition, but are just looking to last longer either because they or their partner wants to last longer. So, uh, so yeah, we're very excited about it. It's not yet commercially available. Um, we're still working on the finalization of the product development. And then in the U.S., it needs to be submitted to the FDA for regulatory clearance. But we expect to be on the market by the end of this calendar year. Wow, yeah. that's a big number. Yeah, and um, with premature ejaculation, because we're um, sex advice for seniors, I was wondering if, you had found that it was a problem across the age groups or was it mainly for younger men or you know how do older men react to this yeah peter great question it's one we get all the time and unlike erectile dysfunction where the older you get the more likely you suffer from it that's not the case with premature ejaculation roughly 30 percent of men regardless of age group whether you're 18 years old or you're 75 years old 30 percent of men fall into that category And uh, unlike erectile dysfunction, where erections are all about blood flow in and out of the penis, um, ejaculation is about the neural response, uh, the nerve signals from the penis to the brain. So based on, you know, someone getting older, again, it it doesn't affect it. Now, how that impacts their relationship may be different, but the prevalence, how often, how many people suffer from it, uh, it doesn't matter what age group you're in. And we were wondering how much of it is psychological and how much of it is medical. Can you, is, can you break that down? Yeah, there's, you know, for the longest time it thought it was thought to be a psychological issue. And there are a number of different products out there that, um, you know, do use training and behavioral coaching, uh, you know, et, something called edging, where you reach yourself, you know, right to the point of ejaculation and stop and then do that again. So there are the start and stop and, and psychological methods. But the reality is, is that, um, you know, there was a study that was done in China many years ago that looked at men that had premature ejaculation that had passed away. And they did autopsies on these men and found that men that have premature ejaculation have more nerve endings at the tip of the penis compared to those that you know, don't suffer from it. So it makes sense, right? That if you have more nerve endings in the sensitive part of the penis, you're going to have more, um, you know, more likely to have earlier ejaculations. So the, the mechanism of premature ejaculation isn't really understood in the medical literature and within physicians. So it, it's, it's really hard to say why it happens. 
but there clearly is a psychological element to it, but there's also a biological and anatomical uh, you know, factor to it. And that's what we're trying to take advantage of with our product. And would you say, when I think back, actually, now that you've said that, that really makes a lot of sense. Also, if the skin, if you're not a circumcised man and the skin is particularly tight around the head, then when you're having penetrative sex, obviously it's quite, the friction is stronger than you would if it's looser. And when I think back to one person in particular, he did come really quickly because his, yeah, it was tight. And But in another instance, when I was very young and it was exactly as just described, it was, it was about a minute. Um, I wondered if it was more a psychological thing because he was so overly excited that he couldn't stop himself. But as you say, you know, I guess there's not that much known about this at the moment. There, there's not. And, you know, part of it is that it's just a subject that uh, men in society in general don't like to talk about and haven't talked about. And, uh, you know, that's mm-hmm. where many people are surprised when I say that 30% of men suffer from premature ejaculation because guys don't like to talk about it. And many doctors don't like to bring it mm-hmm. up because they're not happy with existing treatment options. So, you know, we just as society just need to be comfortable about having conversations. So, you know, people that do suffer from it, you know, you know, can know that they're not alone, that there's millions of other people yeah. out there that are suffering from it. And it, actually, if you look at it from an evolutionary standpoint, premature ejaculation is entirely normal. I mean, if you're an animal, you want to ejaculate quickly so you're not compromised on, you know, being killed that night for dinner. So for, for people that suffer from premature ejaculation, they're normal. Um, but, you know, so I, I say that in jet, it, it's true. But at the same time, that humans are the only species that want to delay an ejaculation. So, you know, that, that's why, you know, products such as what we're working on that are hoping to, uh, to help that. Yeah. So what, what is the product that you're working on? Yeah, so it's a, a wearable patch. We, we call it, it's a chemical-free wearable patch. Uh, it has electrodes on it that attach to the skin, and it's placed in the perineal area. The perineum is the area between the scrotum and the anus, and that's where the ejaculatory nerves combine from the penis before going up to the brain. So we put the patch in that area. It's worn during intercourse, uh, and then after an ejaculation's occurred, you simply take it off and you throw it away. Um, so it, it's kind of an on-demand type of a product. Uh, many people ask, when do you put it on? Well, it's up to you and the foreplay and, you know, how you want to have fun with this patch. But, you know, you put it on you know, prior to penetration and then it just delivers mild electrical impulses to that area of the, the body, which then therefore inhibits or turns down the volume of nerve activity. And that's the easiest way to think about it. Think of it as a volume control. We're turning down temporarily the volume of nerve signal transmission from the penis to the brain. So it's like a tens machine for your for absolutely. That that's exactly correct, Peter. That's a, that's we're essentially using tens technology. We've just miniaturized it and made it wireless, and you know brought it down there. So if you're familiar with tens, tens is used all over the body and has been for years for pain, muscle soreness. Um, you know, electrical energy has been used to treat Parkinson's disorder, arrhythmias. You know, I'm sure many of your audience may have pacemakers or you know, uh, defibrillators, those all use electrical energy. So using electrical energy isn't unique and new, but what is new is what we're doing by taking it down and trying to treat uh, sexual dysfunction. 
That's that's something that hasn't been done, which was a big surprise to me. I spent a lot of time researching it. If the market's as big as it is, how come nobody else is out there doing anything about it? So uh, we we are. So we're we're happy to be in this space. Yeah, yeah. We're, there are plenty of other products, but they are well. They're they're all or nothing, really, aren't they? The sprays and the lubes and the condoms with the with the chemicals in them and that sort of thing. That's that's exactly correct. You know, the sprays and creams, uh, there's a lot of them being sold. And if they're not completely absorbed uh, before penetration, it could rub off on the partner and desensitize the partner as well. So that's not ideal. Uh, so you need to give it some time to absorb. And that could potentially, you know, interrupt that spontaneity or that, you know, heat of the moment uh, to have it completely absorbed. But they do work. And, uh, you know, I like to talk about them, you know, they're lidocaine or benzocaine. And those are great if you want your tooth to be removed, to remove pain, but put on your penis. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not quite so I'm not quite sure about that. Uh, but then there are also drugs that here in the United States are not approved for premature ejaculation, but a physician will prescribe them uh, because they have a side effect of delaying an ejaculation. And those drugs are actually antidepressants. Um, so, you know, so antidepressants, as you may be aware, there's many other side effects associated with them, but one of them is delaying an ejaculation. So in a way you're solving for one problem by making someone last longer, but then they've got other side effects. But again, the U S uh, FDA has not approved any drug for the indication of premature ejaculation yet, despite tens of millions of dollars being spent on research. Uh, that's why we're pretty excited about our wearable solution because it's chemical free. We're not using drugs. There's no pain. Um, you know, it's on demand. So uh, th those those are some nice aspects of the product, we believe. And so when you put this patch on uh, and it's controlled by an app, then what do you, can you kind of leave it alone once you've done that? Or do you are you fiddling with the app while this thing while you're <laughs> having sex? Because I'm trying to get my head around, you know, the actual process and i can see that you could incorporate it in a kind of fun way into sex in the same way that a friend of mine is trying to encourage people to use condoms by eroticizing the process of putting on condoms and making condoms fun and sexy and i think that you could make lots of things sexy if you're with a partner and you're communicative and you're, you know, in that kind of playful spirit, but I'm trying to imagine then what happens with this app? You, you dial up the frequency to reduce the sensations and then can you leave it? Yeah. So once you found the settings that work for you, then those are saved in the app and those can be then transmitted to the patch and those settings are delivered all the time. So you don't have to use the app again if you don't want to. Uh, but initially, Yes, but initially um, you need to play with it and you need to have fun with it. And part of what we're trying to promote um, when we launch will be have fun with this. It should be fun. Stuff in the bedroom should be fun. Experiment. Try different settings. And in that case, yes, you're going to need to have the app um, to try different frequencies, different amplitudes, different pulse widths. But once you have those that work for you, you simply save them in the app. Or if you have an intercourse event, you were like, oh, my gosh, that was a great intercourse event. You can save that as a favorite. Um, so it's kind of like a playlist. Um, and then in the app, we actually have, um, you know, you can rate the level of satisfaction for that intercourse event for you and your partner. And it saves it uh, in the app. So 
So there's you know, some fun we can have with that. And it's it's something that it's almost a, a diary, if you will, your sexual history diary. It keeps track of the date and the time, how long yeah. you lasted and satisfaction levels. And all that is obviously anonymous, uh, you know, uh, within the app uh, to to anybody accessing. So we, you know, privacy and data protection is really, really important for us uh, with the app. Yes, cool. And so aside from uh, obviously once you get everything through and you're able to commercialize it, I can see the entertainment value in men who don't struggle with um, with premature ejaculation, but just want to intensify their orgasms, just using it as a as a sex toy kind of. Can you see that that might be a side you know, business in that it's, it's aimed at one group, but then gets taken up by another. Cause I know as a, as a, as a person who likes to think of problems and solutions, you know, you can see how guys might think, well, let's, yeah, turn let's it give up this started up and see what happens. Yeah. It's <laughs> funny you say that Suzanne. I mean, we, I personally believe the market opportunity is actually larger for that. I'll call it recreational use or, you know, sexual enhancement. You know, as I understand, and I don't, I haven't seen data from Pfizer on the sales of Viagra, but my understanding of talking to urologists are that recreational use of Viagra is accounts for more sales than actually erectile dysfunction use of it. Yeah, um, yeah for so sure. So that, you know, one of the things that we found in one of our early studies, and we weren't looking for this, we were just looking to see how much, how big of a factor was the delay. But we had several people, including myself, that said, whoa. I've never felt something that felt that good before. That was that was intense. And uh, one one guy said that his wife had to stop, you know, during the act and ask if he was okay because she never heard him so much pleasure before. So, so, so we started hearing that from a few people, and then I went to my medical advisor and I said, "Does this make sense? What we're seeing and hearing?" And he said, "Yeah, actually, it does, especially if the patch is placed more towards the anus." Cause that's where the prostate is and the prostate is surrounded by smooth muscle. So in addition to inhibiting nerves, you may be causing more muscle contractions and that additional muscle contraction leads to this greater expulsion feeling. Um, yeah, yeah. So there's a yeah. biological, anatomical, physiological reason for that. And uh, that's one of those things where I've never you know, heard anybody say, Hey, a guy say, I want a more intense ejaculation. Yeah. It's one of those things that you don't know it until you know how much better it could be. And for us, you know, that represents a, a new opportunity for us, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things that we've discovered since doing this program is, you know, we talk about, you know, the prostate and that being a pleasure center and for men. And of course, for a lot of men, that whole area is a no-go area because it has all sorts of connotations for them that they might, you know, that might lead them to a place they don't want to go, right? And as soon as you send them to something like this, and you don't really talk about it, but essentially you're doing a lot of that work, you, you know, they go, oh God, this feels so good. You know, I mean, it's funny, our, our audience is probably, there's, there's people that definitely write to us and go, yeah, I'm all, I, I've found my prostate and it's all about prostate love for me. <laughs> and other people who just say, no, 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 I'm, I'm not going to go there. So you may discover that, you know, you turn, again, you turn on a whole bunch of men to an area without, you know, having to lead them that way. 
because you are just, as you said, delivering those impulses. And it's interesting that you say that because one of the things that I was given years ago to improve pelvic, um, con- you know, the pelvic area in a woman, pelvic floor, was a little bulb that was delivering electrical um, impulses, you know, to inside to tighten up the pelvic area. So we know that, again, that kind of electrical stimulation can improve muscles and lead to better contractions, um, better sexual health in that area. So it may be that there's even other beneficial aspects of this just from those kind of electrical stimulations going into, as you say, a muscle which is being, which is, which is improving its strength through, through contractions. Cause that's what this little device that I was given was for, you know, especially for kind of um, having women who had just had babies, stuff like that, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, and that intensification, uh, you know, finding that we looked at, um, you know, again, you know, talking to my medical advisor about this, um, you know, he educated me that as we as men grow older, not only do we get up more in the middle of the night to pee because our prostate enlarges and that's a whole other issue. And then there's prostate cancer and the issues of having your prostate removed and a bunch of nerve endings being damaged. Well, there's you know, really cool products out there that are penile implants that can help you know, those men that have prostatectomies. But what I also learned is that as us men age, that ejaculation intensity and the volume of ejaculate decreases. Um, so it's just, you know, it, it's one of those things that, you know, per, perhaps using electrical stimulation in our patch and, you know, getting those optimal settings that, you know, if you're 75, 7, 80 years old and you're dribbling and not getting that feeling of ejaculation that you once did, maybe, you know, you can start ejaculating like a 20 year old again and getting that sensation. I, I don't know. We don't have that data, but I know I used to work on the, the, the hyper or the BPH market and guys that would go in and then get their prostate opened up so they can pee better are like, wow, I feel like I can pee like a 25 year old again. So maybe, maybe that's an opportunity from an ejaculation standpoint is, you know, getting that strong sensation and, and that volume of ejaculate could be uh, improved as well. Again, we have no data on that, but that's where we believe the technology can go in the future. And do you, th- I mean, you talk about needing FDA approval. But is that because you're trying to enter the U.S. market first? Are there other markets in the world where you might not need that? Or so what's how long are we looking before you're going to be able, do you think, to release this product? We uh, plan to be commercial with our product in the United States by the end of this calendar year. Um, okay. Because we're delivering energy to tissue, uh, the FDA needs to make sure it's safe. So they have to approve it from right. a safety standpoint, not an efficacy standpoint. Um, right, they, right. they just want to make sure it's safe. And we can do all that testing on the bench in the laboratory. Uh, we did meet with the FDA last year formally, and they agreed we don't have to do any human clinical studies to show that it works. If we wanted to make a claim that it treats premature ejaculation, well, the FDA considers that a medical disorder. And then if we're saying that we're going to treat it, we would need to do a human study. But instead, what we're going to do is launch our first product and we'll be able to talk about enhance or improve sexual performance. That's very broad. So people can use it for whatever they want. We can't market Mm -hmm. it for premature ejaculation. That will come later. But to enhance or improve sexual performance gives us a lot of opportunities. It it is climax control. It's about uh, intensification. It's about more communication. 
you know, if this product, all it does is allow a couple to have a conversation about their sexual health and wellness that they've never had before. Great. That's a, that's a winner in our opinion, uh, because you, couples need to have more conversations and, you know, it's just, it's, it's one of those taboo topics that people just don't feel comfortable with. So if we can help in that, then, and I, I think that's a winner in my opinion. And what's the opportunity or the, uh, or the challenge with regard to marketing? Cause I know for instance, that a lot of the social media platforms are, um, have a problem with anything sexual of a sexual nature. Have you thought ahead about how you're going to reach people? Aside from through us, obviously, and yes. our, you know, well, I mean, people, people like you are a key part of our marketing strategy because yes, you know, we have been, we've tried Facebook advertising to recruit patients for our studies. Yeah. Uh, we tried uh, uh, Twitter, we tried LinkedIn, we tried even Reddit, rejected our ads. Yeah. So the social media, large platforms, um, anything sexual nature, even if the ad itself is very generic. What mm -hmm. that ad is linked to, these algorithms go out and they find. So, you know, they'll go to our site or somewhere where we've been published. And if it says ejaculation or orgasm or sex, um, that, that becomes an issue. So, you know, hopefully these, you know, large companies will realize the opportunity that they have. And it's unfortunate on the female wellness side. I mean, there's so many, you know, the, the vibrator market, for example, is a multi-billion dollar market, but you don't see any ads because they can't advertise. No. Um, they're, the vibrators are in retail stores right now, and those retail stores are choosing not to advertise yet. They can, they should, I think. They're on their store yeah. shelves, but I think it's just a matter of time before that changes. So until that happens, what will be leveraging our influencers or channels such as you guys and yeah. um, other YouTube you know, uh, large uh, stars? Yeah. Uh, we were fortunate to be uh, on the Jimmy Kimmel show. I'm not sure I if saw you're that. With that. Oh, right. Yeah. That was a surprise. Uh, we yeah. didn't know that was happening. They never asked us about that, but uh, it was a minute forty six seconds of uh, monologue time, which is you know huge. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. so it, it's people like that, those type of influencers, where as you both know, sex gets eyeballs and clicks, right? Yeah. So yeah. it gets people to stay tuned and click the click a button. Those type of influencers are what we're going to be looking for. And then word of mouth. I mean, that's, things can spread rather quickly. Yeah. I mean, will Google Ads let you advertise or they won't either? Uh, Google Ads, yep. Yeah, we, can, we can do that. You know, we can, okay. you know, if someone types in premature ejaculation, then we can advertise. And then it gets to that question yeah, of yeah. like how much budget for that because anybody else in that space can do so. So, yeah, so yeah there, there will absolutely be some marketing challenges. Um, you know, what I tell folks is that, this will very quickly no longer be a technology challenge. It's going to become a marketing challenge. Um, yeah. you know, how do you, how do you motivate, you know, that, that, that person and who is the buyer? Who's the influencer? Is the buyer going to be the partner or the guy who's suffering from premature ejaculation? Yeah, um, for those, sure. And, those and what about, um, what about, um, you know, delayed um, ejaculation for people that, you know, it takes a long time to come. Is there any way that uh, this technology can be kind of reversed so that it helps people come quicker? Uh, yes, we, we haven't done that yet, um, but it's, you know, it's neurostimulation. So yeah, uh, neurostimulation is used in the farming industry, for example, to get cattle to ejaculate yeah, yeah, horses. Sure, yeah. So it's all a matter of, you know, it's a different set of settings 
to cause an ejaculation earlier. Um, right. And there's roughly 5% of the men out there that suffer from that problem. So that's a big number. And mm. that's something that we definitely want to focus on. And we also believe that our technology platform potentially could be used for with females. Um, you know, women that have a hard time orgasming or orgasm too quick. Um, mm. You know, it, it's essentially the same thing as an ejaculation. So if we, now there's some anatomical variation that we need to consider, you know, in females that aren't as uh, difficult as men in the perineum. But uh, from a product design standpoint, those are some things that we would have to uh, to you know figure out. But again, you know, our focus is getting the premature ejaculation product to market and then we'll continue to build our portfolio because we believe this platform can help a number of different sexual dysfunctions that exist. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, the thing is with males, look, sexual health doctors generally struggle, I think, to talk to older people anyway about sexual health, because part of their belief is that we shouldn't even be having sex anymore. (laughs) So therefore, if we're struggling with it, it's kind of like it's not a really big deal as it would be if you're a younger person and you're trying to start a family, for instance. And, you know, and and suddenly you've got, you, you know, either premature ejaculation or erectile dysfunction or or something like that so so we tend to be people that are you know the outcasts anyway as far as they're concerned they don't really want to deal with us and I suspect that there's you know as you said part of your responsibility is really in the same way that when Viagra came out people suddenly started talking about erectile dysfunction is just about opening up the conversation, right? Because I know that of all the conversations that we've had, this is the first time that we've talked about this. And we've talked about lots of other things about, you know, about menopause, about neurodiversity, about all sorts of things that impact on your sex life. But this is a really significant number of people impacted by this particular problem. And no one's mentioned it right so so we've done 27 episodes and this affects one third of all men and not a single person has mentioned this so that to me just indicates just how much in the closet this particular issue is and how much needs to be done to raise awareness of it and I think that's really that's really crucial I mean look I'm a PR and marketing person and I deal a lot with sex tech people as well and Everyone struggles with the same thing, which is how to overcome the challenges that social media has has you know created by not allowing anybody in this space to advertise. It's it's really challenging, and really the only thing you can do is almost campaign to raise awareness and become the champion around this whole area, because then people start recognizing you and your you know your persona. And then by by association, they start recognizing Marori, you know, Yeah. but it is tough. It's really tough, I think. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's generally not a topic that guys, you know, on the golf course or at the pub are going to sit around and talk about like, hey, how long did you last last night? Well, I went 30 mm-hmm. seconds. Really? I went like 10 minutes. We don't talk about that. Right. Um, yeah. But what I what I found when when 
when you bring up the topic in a fun way and you have to joke about it at first, you have to break the barriers down and get people comfortable, break them out of the shell. But once you open up that opportunity to have a conversation, people are willing to have a lot of deep, deep discussions and they ask a lot of questions because everybody is thinking about it, but nobody wants to say it. And, you know, um, you know, now that COVID's over and we're back to having neighborhood gatherings, I mean, it doesn't, where, whenever we go to a neighborhood party, that's how people want to talk about with me. And I get tired of it after a while. Yeah. And my wife, he gets tired of hearing about it. And it's like, can we talk about something else? I mean, why does it have this? But it just goes to show you that people are interested in it. They want to talk yeah, about yeah. it. They want to talk about it. Yeah. Well, anything to do with sex really is is the taboo subject, is the, the great secret that people don't discuss honestly. I mean, most men, when they get together and discuss, you know, to the extent they would at all, ejaculation, um, they will claim to go on for hours and hours, you know, with the greatest lovers since Casanova and the rest of it. But, um, but yeah, it's anything that can break down that communication barrier is important, I think. Yeah, I mean, look, we talked about, you know, you talked about antidepressants and because Peter mm. has MS, he has to take a medication, which is in fact an antidepressant. And it does have the, you know, the effect, which we have discussed of, mm. of lengthening the, the amount of time it takes and all of that kind of stuff. So you know, it's, the, it's kind of reverse problem. Yeah, um, so but, I'll turn it up when I get one of your machines. <laughs> so you want to turn up your machine. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's funny. I was uh, I just returned uh, yesterday from the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas, and the Consumer Electronics Show is one of the largest expositions yeah, yeah. in the world. Mm-hmm. And three years ago, they allowed sex tech companies to exhibit for the first time, and oh. we were one of the companies that were there. And I think that's just, you know, one example of many that have to occur where they recognize that technology can, you know, go into the bedroom, yeah. um, should go into the bedroom and has a place. And this past CES, two days ago, I was walking around the exhibit floor and one of the busiest booths on the entire floor was a company, a Norwegian company selling a product that uh, was basically a machine masturbator for a guy. And it was like two, three people deep, people laughing, people taking pictures. And it was just getting all this attention because it was one of those things where masturbation is so common, right? And then there was a product where... You know, it, it it actually could you could you know, sync it to movies, you could sync it to music, and it was you know wow. some, you know six hundred strokes per minute, and it was just unbelievable the technology that they put into this product. Yeah. But yeah. you know, how is that different than two aisles over talking about sleep products and the issues with, with sleep? Yeah. I mean, it, all technology. So I think that's one example of how you know society is changing. Yeah. You know, we need social media, you know, to change. We need the investment community to change their perception. Yeah. You know, we've been challenged by, you know, getting investments from the venture capital community because they just don't have that experience in it yet. It's yeah. relatively, you know, new market in the sense of an investment. So there's not good exits that we can point to to say, well, if you invest ten million dollars in the company, you can expect to get this return because there there hasn't been those returns yet. Sure. Despite yeah. it, you know, sex tech being a multi multi-billion dollar market right now mm. Mm. So, so that, that that'll change i mean i'm, I'm confident yeah uh, i think you're sure. right yeah i think it has enormous potential 
Yeah, I mean, I think everybody is just, you know, venture capitalists and everything. They just want to know the same thing everybody else that wants to make money is, which is what's your go-to-market strategy? How are you going to reach this third of the population that struggles with this? And how do I know that you will? That's all they really want to know. I mean, they're all, they're not rocket scientists. They just, <laughs> they just want to know the same thing as everybody else. I mean, I, I think that, you know, as you've said, it's about... It's about people being comfortable talking about it and being comfortable going into a shop or online or whatever it happens to be and buying it and then and and having that conversation. Because, you know, going back to me in my 20s, when when this guy shot his load in 30 seconds, which had never happened to me before, he was really, you know, apologetic. He was really, I was disappointed. He was, you know, it's all of those feelings. Yeah. I didn't know at that time. Guilt and shame. Guilt and shame. All of that yeah. kind of stuff, right? I didn't know what was going on. And then it was, it just all, it just became kind of embarrassing. So I think it's, it, it's, it's great to have the product, but the product has to be associated with how do we, which we try to do here. Like, how do you open up those conversations with people? How do you have an honest discussion with somebody about the fact that this is something that you've struggled with and, but you want to do something about it. And also, you know, the other thing for us is that penetrative sex is just one aspect of sex. It's mm, not, mm. it's not the whole buffet. It's just one aspect. So, you know, it's, if you can get this, product out there and it works and it becomes and and people have more pleasurable sex great but they also need to recognize that there are so many other ways of pleasing people right mm, yeah yeah i couldn't agree with you more and, and that's one of the things in our market research uh i didn't appreciate when i first founded the company is the impact on the partner and ultimately it's about partner satisfaction and mm. ultimately just satisfaction overall yeah but it's that partner who is in, in all likelihood not being satisfied and one of the things that we want to educate the market on is that with our product, if it does allow you to significantly increase your ejaculation time, don't expect that you're going to be able to get your partner to an orgasm state through penetrative sex alone. <laughs> it, it, it's likely not going to happen because roughly 80% of women do not have an orgasm with penetrative sex. So yeah. you need to build in other aspects of that, right? Yeah. Penetration is one piece, as you said, one piece of that overall orgasm puzzle. Yeah. Um, so, and that, that'll be a challenge for us, right? Because we're going to, we're going to say that this will allow you to last longer and people will think, oh, well, I'll be able to last forever. And I'm going to be able to get my partner to orgasm. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But... Danger become, it becomes a very selfish and self-centered, um, development then, isn't there? That you, it's just about the man wanting to get to orgasm as, you know, uh, as long as possible um, and not really considering what the partner wants. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we did some market research with uh, female partners. And one of the questions was ideally, how long do you want your partner to last before an ejaculation? On average, they said eight minutes. Right. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I was surprised by that at first, but then, you know, after reading some more and thinking about it more, I mean, it made sense. And what that also suggested to us is that, the, that premature ejaculation group, that 30% of men, you know, they're lucky if they can last a minute. Yeah. yeah. But what if you last four minutes or two minutes? You're not considered 
as premature ejaculation. But if you last four minutes and we could give you a 50% improvement in time, yeah. well, then you're getting close to that eight minutes that, that research suggests that women like, uh, you know, before an ejaculation. But right. again, that doesn't mean you're necessarily going to get them to get achieve an orgasm. If you could go eight minutes, maybe she needs eight minutes, but then maybe she or he need another way to, uh, you know, complete the table. Yeah. 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 Well, Good luck. I think it's a it's a really worthwhile invention, and yeah. I hope that by the end of the year we'll see it in the in the shops and on your website and yeah, other places, other places, <laughs> <laughs> up your bum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. No, we we look forward to it. It's uh, you know, I'm a marketing guy by training, uh, medical device marketing, and this is a marketer's dream right now. Oh, it's a fun yeah. product. Yeah. Um, you know, people are engaged by it. It's easy to understand. Yeah, um, and it's all kind of- to to coin a phrase, it's virgin territory, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it it is, and uh, so yeah, well, there'll be some bumps in the road, no doubt. Any company has those uh, challenges, but uh, you know we're we're excited about what we have, and we appreciate forums such as what you have here to educate uh the community whether you're young old in between um everybody enjoys sex so it's a topic that people should feel comfortable about absolutely thanks so much thank you very much all right thank you take care Bye. bye